0: I was watching an Instagram video today, and the question was, when you're at your lowest, who do you reach out to? And every one of the videos that came after that was a man saying, nobody, 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 nobody. And that's a very sad thing. And a lot of people say, well, that's just because men don't speak. Men don't ever express their emotions. And sure, that might be the easy answer, but I believe that men just don't have the right people to speak to. They don't have the right ears. They don't have people around them that can handle the shit they wanna share. And so because of that, they hold it all in. And that is because these these dark times, these challenging times, Those are the realest times that we face. And if we're not around there putting on the smile, saying hello to everyone, giving everyone high fives, we don't feel like we want to bother people with it. But let me tell you, when we were on the streets, you had to navigate the deepest, darkest shit with your people. Otherwise, you were fucked. So you had to have these real conversations. So I really, truly want to take this moment to invite men into these more real conversations into coming from a place of truth coming from a place of rawness now that doesn't mean you got to be some dreadlock wearing patchouli rocking loincloth individual all you got to do is just be a real guy interested in understanding what's really going on is up crew. Welcome back to another episode of A Renegade Rooted in Love. My name is Cam McDougall. I'm a high performance coach, breathwork practitioner, and the host of this podcast. A Renegade Rooted in Love is a podcast for those that are allergic to average. It's a podcast for those that want to shatter the status quo. It's my mission to have raw, real, authentic conversations about the work and to use my previous experience, my lived experience To impart my lessons and learnings on everybody that listens in i appreciate your time your energy it is the most valuable asset we have so i promise that through this medium through this channel through this podcast i will bring you value i will bring you realness and i will bring you nothing but the straight goods today i'm going to be really vulnerable I'm gonna talk about something that I'm moving through right now, something that's very present for me. But in order to do that, I gotta bring you back. I gotta explain how this became such a thing for me. And that thing is brotherhood. I am finding, as a man on this path, that really values truth, authenticity, integrity. It is very hard to surround myself with powerful brothers. Now this all started back in the day. Ever since I was a little kid, I was always an outcast. I always was, no matter what. I was bullied, I lied a lot. I really didn't do many good things to put myself in the right positions when I was younger, one might say. And this is because I never really felt like I fit in. like I never did. So I had to put on mask after mask after mask to try and fit in. This is why I lied. This is why I bullshitted. This is why I never acted like myself. And because of that, I think a lot of people picked up on my inauthentic ways. They picked up on this kind of energy of not knowing who I really was. And this was because... I had no idea who I was and I had no idea how I fit into this world. And this started at a very young age, like we're talking four, five, six, seven. Now, don't get me wrong. I had friends. I had individuals around me. I had sports. I I had friendships, but they were all built on kind of almost like a codependency. One might say so our parents were friends or we played the same sports or we liked the same things, whatever that was, you know, but in that, I never truly felt like I was seen. I never truly felt like I had people. And so I was bullied a lot. I fought a lot and I really kind of rebelled against the system. And the challenge with that was, is that I started isolating myself more and more And more, because the more I rebelled, the more I acted out, the further I got from who I was deep down inside, and the further I got from everybody else around me. So I had a desk in the principal's office. I wasn't allowed to go on field trips. I was always kind of separate from the herd. And that really stung as a young kid. I felt very afraid. I felt very disoriented. I didn't really have anything to grasp onto And all the kids, they kind of had their thing going on. And I always wondered what was going on. Like, I could never understand it. It was like I felt like I was this alien. And that carried into my high school years. That carried into my life a lot. Now, it's important for me to mention that, you know, like I said, I did have friends. I did have people. But it was like no one really got me. You know, I was always the wild kid. I was always the one acting out. I was always the one that, you know, was almost some form of entertainment for everybody. And because of that, it was almost like they liked having me around more for entertainment than they did for who I was. And I could feel that. I really could. And this showed up a lot. This showed up a lot in high school when I started partying and people are always like, oh my God, you're so fun. But If we weren't partying, they didn't really want to hang out. And so there was just kind of always this energy of being the entertainment, but never really finding this depth, never really finding this true connection with people. Now, this all changed for me when I started hanging out with criminals because they were all outcasts as well. And so I'll tell you a little story about my grade eight year. In high school. Back then in Vancouver. There were a lot of gangs in schools. It's not the same as it is now. But there were a lot of gangs in schools. There were a lot of individuals that would recruit. And I was an outcast. I was skipping class. I was smoking weed. I wore baggy clothes. I kind of had this, this attitude of like, fuck the world. And that's a prime candidate for a gang. And so one day I was walking down the hallway. And I'd heard about these guys kind of mentioning things about me, but I didn't really give it any attention, any energy. But I was walking down the hallway, and there was this massive, massive aboriginal dude walking towards me. I was kind of like, okay, but he, he looked mean. Like, you looked at this guy's face, and you were like, okay, this guy, this guy is going to do something. And he walked straight for me and absolutely body checks me. As hard as he could. Like I went flying. And I wasn't a big dude back then. I was tall, but I was a beanpole. So I just got sent across the hallway, smashed into the lockers and fell down. And so sure enough, what did I do? I got up, puffed my chest up. was like, what the hell, man? So he challenged me to fight. I have never been so scared in my life. I was... 13 years old, beanpole. I'd been in a couple scraps, but nothing much. And here I was about to face off with this massive behemoth of a human in front of the whole school. So sure enough, I accepted. And right as I accepted, I got a guy who came up beside me and he said, don't worry, bro, we got your back. Now, I'd never spoken to this guy. I'd seen this guy. I knew he rolled with a very interesting crowd. And that gave me a bit of solace that gave me a bit of kind of calm I was like okay what does that mean so sure enough bell rings swallow this fear this anxiety my gut meet up with my one buddy and start walking down to the park where all the kids used to scrap the whole school was coming it was like it was like everybody and their dog was told about this thing And so everyone was walking down, and I remember just shitting my pants because, I'm not kidding, there were hundreds of kids going down to the park that had heard about this. And sure enough, I get there, there's a huge circle, huge circle. And here I am, you know, kind of a timid kid, but I'm like, all right, i got to prove myself, i got to do my thing. And so I walk into this circle, and I'm like, maybe I can win this, maybe I can really make a name for myself here. So I walk into the circle, he's in the circle, right away, guy runs at me, sinks his fist into my face, boom, knocks me on my ass, I swear, still to this day, I can visualize that fist coming at me, it was like a cannonball hitting me in the face, and I fall to the ground, so out of it, seeing Tweety Birds, like I was fucked up. Before I know it, I look up and I just see the bottom of his Timberland boot jumping on me, jumping on me, kicking me in the head, kicking me in the ribs. I was getting stomped out. I had heard about this, I'd seen it on movies, but I'd never actually had it. I was getting stomped out. Right at that point, as I was cowering and taking the hits and getting blows, out of the corner of my eye, I saw about five or six guys running at full speed into the circle. Sure enough, these guys jump this dude who's stomping me out. And they absolutely shit kick him. They call me over. They make me put my blows in, do my thing. And then they send these guys on their way. They ended up beating up his two friends as well. And they looked at me right after that. Gave me the nod and they're like, you're with us now. Now, I was just a little kid. I was like 13 at this point. And that was the first time in my life where I actually felt seen. It was the first time. That's why this story is so impactful. Because these guys were like, you're with us now. No one's going to touch you. Let's go. And from that moment on, I started really having this love for the criminal world. Because nobody else jumped in that circle. None of my friends from the basketball team jumped in that circle. Nobody supported me outside of these guys. And I kind of went, holy shit. Those guys actually put their neck on the line. Bearing in mind the numbers were a little uneven. But they put their names. They put their freedom. They put everything on the line to come in and support me. Now, they had ulterior motives, right? To bring me in. But still, that's besides the point. What this did is this showed me this warrior brotherhood. It showed me this connection this willingness to hurt yourself for another person now like i said i'd never experienced this before i'd had friends i'd had people you know that i'd tussled with and there were there were various you know interactions i had you know on the field and all these different things but nothing like this nothing like this and so right away i was hooked i was done I realized that the only people I wanted to surround myself with were outcasts. They were individuals willing to throw down if it came down to fisticuffs. And that was now my new norm. So moving forward, every town I moved to, every new school I went to, I always searched for the bad kids. I always searched for the renegades. Now, I want to make something very clear here. I'm not condoning criminal activity. I'm not condoning gangs. I'm not condoning the crazy shit that the criminal world does. What I am saying, however, is that criminals have a code. They have a set of principles that they live by. One of them is being real. And still to this day, I have not met many men, many people, in the general public, that match the realness of many of the dudes I spent time with and did all that shit with back in the day. Now, we won't get into all the crazy shit that went down. We won't get into that here. That's besides the point. What I really want to impart on you is this understanding of a code, this understanding of principles, this understanding of individuals telling you like it is. And that's something that's so valuable. That's something that's so special. That's something that me as a man, I crave. I crave people telling me when I'm being an asshole. I crave people telling me what they think, what their beliefs are. I crave individuals challenging my belief systems. Because those are real conversations. Those are conversations where you're able to actually see the diversity of life as opposed to trying to fit in to everybody's box to keep the peace. Now if we go all the way back to where I started this story, that's boy energy. The energy of trying to keep the peace and be everybody's friend and not talk about things that didn't really matter to us, that's the shit I was trapped in when I was an isolated little kid. That's what I did as a little boy to try and fit in in the playground but now as men that's still common practice now don't get me wrong there are individuals out there that are real i'm not saying everybody in the general public is fucked up and missing the mark however when you go to networking functions when you go to parties when you go to these experiences what do people say what do you do how many kids you got how long you been together Blah, 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 blah. It's all the same surface level bullshit because we don't want to crack any eggs. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So we're trapped in this surface level existence that lacks depth, that lacks realness. So when I left the criminal world, which I had to do, I would have died 100%. The fact that I got out in the way that I did is a fucking miracle. And I'm very grateful for it every single day. But when I did, I hit a huge low. Because my dad said something very important to me when I was 21 years old. He said, Cam, if you actually want to change your life, if you actually want to get on a new trajectory, you're going to have to get rid of all your friends. For years, I told him there was no... Fucking way I would do that. I was more loyal to my crew, to my homies, to my people, than I was to my family. And that is because, like I said, those individuals understood me. Those individuals saw me. Those individuals, some of them would die for me. Compared to my family, who was always judging me, who is always pushing me away, who's kicking me out, who's doing all these things. I felt way more connection to the underworld, way more connection to my boys. And so in order for me to actually leave that world, my dad was right, but that meant I had to isolate myself once again and be totally alone. And that's what I did. Still to this day, I don't talk to most of the individuals from my past because I had to sever those ties. There's a select few that have also changed their lives. Shout out to all of you. You might be listening. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. But for the most part, I had to say goodbye to all my boys. Because I had to create a new sense of self. Because the world I was in was going to kill me. But I'll be honest. I have not, since those times, met any men that match the realness of the guys that I either did time with, or was on the streets with. And I've had some great friends, and I know some of you are listening, and I love you to death. And at the same time, the bonds that you get from bleeding with another man are bonds that are very hard to find. And this brings me to more of the challenging pieces of the present day, where I've had amazing friends in business, in sports, the gym, even the personal growth space. However, when I stopped going to that gym, or I stopped doing that program, or I stopped attending that experience, or I changed my location, those relationships die and they disappear. But I have friends from those days on the streets that I know if I went and met up with, it would be the exact same energy. And so currently, it's this weird energy of if you don't play the same game as the individuals, you really lack that depth. So if you don't have kids, there's nothing to talk about. If you don't have the same career, there's nothing to talk about. If you don't have the same belief systems, there's nothing to talk about. Because so many people in the general public, like I said, don't want to ruffle any feathers. They don't want to crack any eggs. They also don't want to be shown the shit they can't see. Which brings us back to the topic of realness. One thing that I'm extremely grateful for after all these years of spending time on my own and really seeing the inner workings of both the streets and the general population is that raw, real, honest conversations are extremely rare. Now, I know I'm not the only man that suffers from this either. I know this is a very common problem for a lot of men. I was watching an Instagram video today, and the question was, when you're at your lowest, who do you reach out to? And every one of the videos that came after that was a man saying, nobody, 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 nobody. And that's a very sad thing. And a lot of people say, well, that's just because men don't speak. Men don't ever express their emotions. And sure, that might be the easy answer. But I believe that men just don't have the right people to speak to. They don't have the right ears. They don't have people around them that can handle the shit they want to share. And so because of that, they hold it all in. And that is because these, these dark times, these challenging times, those are the realest times that we face. And if we're not around there putting on the smile, saying hello to everyone, giving everyone high fives, we don't feel like we want to bother people with it. But let me tell you, when we were on the streets, you had to navigate. The deepest darkest shit with your people otherwise you were fucked so you had to have these real conversations so I really truly want to take this moment to invite men into these more real conversations into coming from a place of truth coming from a place of rawness now that doesn't mean you got to be some dreadlock wearing patchouli rocking loincloth individual All you gotta do is just be a real guy interested in understanding what's really going on. And I swear that if we as men get to a place where we feel that we can handle each other's shit and hold it down for one another like we could on the streets, we will create the tightest, most powerful bonds you've ever seen. This is because we are warriors. This is because we thrive when we're in a tribe of like-minded people. Look at the military. Look at gangs. Look at these, these organizations that come together to form brotherhoods. They are based on this premise of going into the depths with one another, seeing the darkness with one another. And when we as individuals can harness that, when we as men can harness that and share that with one another, We change the fucking game. But as long as we stay stuck in this environment of pretending everything's all high vibe and put the smile on and be your best self and you can do it, we're never gonna get to the root. We're never gonna get to the truth. We're never gonna get to see the rawness, the realness, the truth behind what it means to be a man. So my invitation for all of you here So start using your voice, start to bring people in, start having these conversations about this lack of true brotherhood, this lack of tribal mentality, this lack of coming together to really go into the darkness, into the depths together. And don't get me wrong, I haven't figured this out because when it comes to the general population, once again, I feel like there's so much apprehension, there's so much pushback, When we try to get real. And I won't lie. I'm done with the bullshit. I'm done with pretending. I'm done with putting the face on. Putting the mask on. I'm here to get real. I'm here to make meaningful connections. I'm here to embody the warrior. To be with other brothers on this path. To go into the shit with them. To see them through it. To support them. To hold them. To lift them up. Because all the other stuff is just a bunch of bullshit. It's fake. It ain't truth. So as I close, I want to call out the personal development space a little bit here. There's this whole idea of protecting your energy. Of pushing people away because they don't fit your vibe. I want to invite you to take a look at something. As people get more affluent, get more famous, different things happen they generally start to become more isolated. They become isolated because they want to protect their energy. They want to block people from taking advantage of them, so on and so forth. But most of those people end up extremely depressed. I know I work with a lot of them. They get extremely depressed. They feel isolated. They feel like they don't have anybody. They feel like they can't have real conversations with people because they've removed themselves so much from what it means to be a true human that they've forgotten how to operate within it. We had a former NHL player, Scott Thornton, come on our group call the other day in the Embodied Elite Men's Group. And one of the men asked the question, how do you protect your energy when you play at such an elite level? And Scott had the most beautiful answer. Now, this guy is 18 seasons in the NHL. Played for the Montreal Canadiens, the San Jose Sharks, Edmonton Oilers. Like this guy was top of his class. You know what he said? He said, I'm never trying to protect my energy. I'm trying to invite people up into my energy. And this was so profound. This was so powerful. Because it showed a man who had reached the highest level in his sport. He was famous. He was a professional athlete. And it showed that he never wanted to push people away. He never wanted to protect his energy because he owned it. He didn't let people tell him not to go to practice. He didn't let people tell him to come partying. He didn't let people do that. He owned his shit. And I want to invite the people out there saying they're protecting their energy to check themselves for a second. Because the world doesn't need more isolated, famous, rich people. The world needs more cohesion. The world needs more connection. The world needs more skill sharing, more inviting individuals into your zone of genius. And sure, you got to create boundaries so you can do your thing. But pushing people away because they don't fit your vibe or they don't fit your vision or you can't manifest with them around, it says something about your ability to control your energy. So, in that, my takeaway for you all, prioritize realness. Live from a place of authenticity. Don't hold back. Don't pretend to be something you're not to fit into a mold. Always be yourself. Lean into that every single day of your life. And don't get me wrong. I haven't mastered this. But I make a promise to myself. Every single time I catch myself slipping that I will keep unearthing more of my truth, more of my authenticity, more of my realness so that I can invite other people in to the beauty of true connection. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I want to honor you for your truth. I want to honor you for what makes you you, your uniqueness. If you're looking for a brotherhood, if you're looking for a community, there's a link below for you to book an interview with me to see if the Embodied Elite is the right program for you. Now, this podcast is going to be living there for a while. I'm building out a bunch of different programs, a bunch of different experiences for men to get involved in these real conversations. I just want to say that we see you, we honor you, and it's time to let the fucking warriors out to play. And we can only do that if we're the truest, rawest expression of ourselves. Big love, crew. I'll see you in the next episode.